Dear Josh, you represent a dark period in my life. I love you for the lessons that I learned from you, but I'm leaving you in my past. My relationship with my dad. How do I carry the weight of my family when I'm so far away? It's too much. I think I suck at relationships. It just gets worse. Found out my partner was cheating on me on Halloween. Put on a costume and went to the opera with them that night. Emotionally unavailable men. As a psychotherapist in private practice, I help a lot of people unpack their emotional baggage in my office. My husband is a child and useless. My daughter may be a terrible person. Hopefully not. But what if I went out looking for it? From complete strangers. My father died when I was young. Thinking I'm worthless. No matter what, I'll never be happy with myself. I'm Lily Sloan, and this is A Therapist Walks Into a Bar, a podcast that brings therapy to you. First, I thought this costume was going to be about me. I am emotional baggage. It's a self-deprecating joke about my fear that I'm crazy, too much, too sensitive. And I wanted to really exaggerate and embody these fears because that's one way that I like to use Halloween. To be silly in the face of stuff about myself that I'm afraid of. So the first piece of luggage that I came across at the thrift store... It was just my size. I mean, I had to kind of just hold it up in front of my body in the mirror because how do you try on a piece of luggage? But for $10, I was willing to take a chance. I cut the rolling wheels and the bottom out of the shiny brown faux alligator skin bag. I sewed on some elastic straps to make it wearable. But I needed to take this further. So I started digging through all my emotional baggage in the form of old photos, love letters, rocky anniversary cards and post-breakup valentines, and journal entries spanning almost 20 years. Now I laugh when I hear people talk about God, loud music, post-breakup valentines day etiquette, one pack of final cigarettes, buried beneath the walls of a thousand years, a dungeon, there and cold. Happy birthday, Lily. I wish I thought It's so surreal thinking about underground. I just get numb. You're in the next room right now looking on Craigslist for a place to live. Okay, but despite the fact that I was now melting into these piles of feels, I had to keep moving. I had to finish this costume in time for the paint to dry. Dipping into the dregs of old house paint, aging acrylics, Mod Podge, and with the help of my handy copy machine, I collaged the outside of the bag with fragmented bits of diary and sketches of an existentially distressed adolescent. It seemed appropriate. I stuffed the front and back pockets of the bag with those love letters and photos. Oh, and that book of terrible poems I spiral-bound at Kinko's in the eighth grade. To give it some weight. But something else was evolving. Something about why I'm even a therapist in the first place. Why I make this podcast. Creating this costume was so cathartic for me before I even put it on, before I even left my house. I wanted to use it to pull others into this experience. I wanted you, whoever you are, to feel less alone. And of course, in that, maybe I'd feel less alone too. So I cut up scraps of paper, grabbed some pens, and headed out. 
First night I did this, it wasn't even close to Halloween. My friends and I ended up in a bar on October 21st, when an event we were planning to show up to in costume was canceled. It was a little early in the month for random costumes and bars, but we totally rocked it. And somehow the silliness of being one of the few costume people there, combined with the vulnerability of the content of my costume, just made me put on this unashamed extrovert hat and approach strangers, asking them to share their baggage. I definitely expected people to make jokes and maybe distance themselves a little bit, but we also had some really interesting conversations. Just beneath the surface of the emotional baggage jokes, the real stuff was peeking its head out. And later that night, when I read what people wrote down, I knew that what I was asking for, though unusual from a perfect stranger, was in fact something that people were willing to hand over. It has been a year, and my body remembers you before my brain does. I am still upset about how much a lot of exes hate me. I am going through a divorce, and my heart is broken. Pray for me. Ellie, I miss you. Come back to me. Anger towards parents. Loneliness. Feeling guilty. I'm nervous to see my family this weekend. I hate my hair. I'm self-conscious about my appearance. I'm too demanding to be loved. As I dug each slip of paper from the bag, tangled in with my love letters and poetry book, Fear of commitment. I felt more and more overwhelmed with sadness and joy. I am still in love with my ex. All that shame about who I am. I was feeling so very not alone and how alone so many feel so much of the time. Fear of being too much. I feel too fat. I will never live up to my parents' expectations of me. Luckily, I had another opportunity to try this out. I was hooked now. Hooked on my excuse to make connections where connections might not have been dying to get into character again, the character of my own vulnerability. So on Halloween, once again, I pulled on my suspender-strapped painted pleather bag and headed out to a show. This local band Robbie Carr was on, and the mood was ethereal but light and joyful. Something about my request didn't seem to hit people like a buzzkill, though. Some people I had to convince a little, but plenty of folks were actually eager to take a slip of paper and divulge their insecurities. One guy dancing in a goofy onesie costume? Maybe a dinosaur. He asked if I could lose his baggage like the airlines. I told him I would try to be the best worst airline baggage handler ever. He checked in with me about it a couple more times. And a group of women in cat costumes laughed and urged one another to release their woes into my bag. At least a few people dropped their slip of paper in ritualistically, like they were taking an important step in shedding something they'd been holding onto for far too long. And I kept moving, zigzagging slowly through the room, bumping into other costumed dancers, many of us taking up more space than we were accustomed to.
but what happened next really caught me off guard. Hello? Can you hear me? This is Anna. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you again. You're in Kenya. Yeah. I met Anna that night when I approached her to solicit some baggage. But just weeks later, I had to track her down in Kenya, where she's doing nonprofit work. Yeah, it's funny because I'm like, oh, I actually don't know anything about Anna. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Likewise. Okay, whatever. That night on Halloween, she was feeling a little alone and disconnected in this room full of strangers. I I noticed people in groups and having conversations. Um, There were some beautiful, like, people and things to look at. But I wasn't really interacting. I was more having this observer role. And so I was standing there waiting for the, like, music to come on. And then you came up to me. I asked this friendly, bi-spectacled face if she had some emotional baggage to give me. And immediately I said, well, do you want to leave something with me too? If I give you something, then you should give me something. Anna told me that we should take the burden on together. We all have things that we need to share and that we can relate to. And so proceeded to convince you to want to give me something as well. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it wasn't enough that I was wearing my emotional baggage on the outside. So I gave her a sheet of paper and grabbed one for myself. And we took a couple of minutes to write down what came to mind. Mine came to me pretty quickly. It was something that's been bothering me a lot lately. And even though it wasn't anything I don't share openly, I was kind of nervous. Or, I don't know, maybe more excited. I couldn't wait to see what she wrote down and how she'd react to what I wrote. And then we turned to each other and we shared them. So yours said lingering feelings of doubt, self. What what did mine say? Do you know? Hold on. It's right here. Okay. It says... It's still in your sweater? Yeah. That's awesome. It falls out. Yeah, it says, I need a lot of validation from men. (laughs) How how did you feel when you when you saw me reading your baggage? I didn't feel embarrassed. I felt like there was a lot of clarity in what I know about myself and what I struggle with you know it it surfaces I also can see like how much progress I've made to be able to actually say those things and like be very okay with them my baggage quote-unquote is part of who I am and and also in the same respect when I read yours I can see myself in you after Anna and I exchanged a long hug. She said it felt really grounding to have a very real moment in the midst of what felt superficial. And in a way, what could be more superficial than a Halloween costume party? Sometimes I forget these moments of realness are kind of addictive. In the weeks after, I had conversation after conversation about emotional baggage with friends, strangers, clients. Some of us joked about the Halloween costume, but along with that, the sharing continued. When I was visiting my brother Ben and his partner Ara in Chicago, 
I learned more about the two of them than I ever had before. And I've known Ben his whole life. But thankfully this time I thought to hit record on my phone. All right, quick, he's not here. First though, I needed to get evidence of Ara's true feelings about Ben. Just, just say all the things really fast that you need to say about Ben. Oh, okay. Okay, well, he doesn't listen to me. He's always distracted. He's basically the worst. And um, that's it. Okay, he's back. This is some tasty water. <laughs> Over cocktails, after warming up a bit from the 23-degree weather outside, I asked Ben what he thinks of when he thinks of emotional baggage. This was particularly interesting to me because we grew up together in the same family, and I think of myself as having a lot of it. Yeah, no, I I mean, I guess when I think of emotional baggage, I kind of distance myself from it for some reason. I think that's something people have and talk about, but I don't really consider myself having that, even though I know I do. The terminology kind of turns me off. And I just don't want to be associated with it. I don't like it. I really appreciated Ben's ability to notice how much he hates the idea that he has emotional baggage, while also knowing that hating it doesn't make it not true. And as we talked more, I learned a lot about his inner world as a kid and the sense of alienation he feels amongst his peers now. I just always feel like an outsider looking in. Sounds really super generic, but it's just, I mean, it's true. I seem to blame a lot of other things around the situation as being it. Either, you know, I'll blame the music that's playing as being, you know, and then I'll start hating on the industry of the music, and that's why I feel the way I do. And then really, these are just feelings of uh, not being a part of something, and it's really just feeling like an outsider. But with this, I also learned about Ben's inner world, his imagination and creativity that I only saw him display externally in little bits and pieces growing up. And even if he was trying to show me, I was being a disinterested, snotty older sister. I had no idea of the deep universe that existed within him. I recall really beautiful moments of being alone as a a kid and exploring and being, having an imagination when I was younger. That was very unique to me and only me. And I never talked about that world there, it was a beautiful place that was mine. I found a lot of the beauty that I found in life was experienced within me to the point where I want to share this with so many people because it's so beautiful. And I've learned that that's not something you can share with anyone because you're just going to be disappointed. When I listened back to this recording on my flight home, I remembered how Ben used to have a lot of unbridled enthusiasm. As a teenager, Ben started leaving Yelp reviews for restaurants And my older brother and I would read them laughing because everything was the best food he'd ever had in his whole life. And every movie he saw he'd tried desperately to convince us was the best movie ever made. And I couldn't help but wonder if our teasing is what he meant when he said, you're just going to be disappointed when you try to share it. And if that's true, I felt really sad to know that I may have contributed to Ben's baggage. But of course I have. Growing up in a family together, how could we not? I recently heard the couple's therapist and author Esther Perel interviewed by Andrea Salenzi on the podcast YOY. And what she said about emotional baggage really struck me. This idea that, um, that this is baggage, it's life. And people, the older you get, everybody has life. 
baggage is not always negative. Baggage is the place from which you draw your resources, from which you draw your strengths, your lessons. We're more than the sum of our parts, and not a single person is impervious to some kind of baggage. We're made up of our experiences and how we internalize them. We're all balls of feelings, vulnerable, fleshy beings with hopes and dreams and fears. And while a really mean part of my mind likes to try to convince me over and over again that I'm the only one who experiences this or that, every time I wear my baggage on the outside and invite others to unpack theirs to me, through humor or in a moment of deep emotional sharing, I'm reminded that I'm not alone, and neither are you. And these things that make us feel afraid we're too much or not enough, and the stories of our lives that brought us to this point, these are the things that make us human. Of course, so is the veneer, the costumes we wear to say, nothing to see here, folks, I'm fine. But of course you're fine. Therapist Walks Into a Bar is produced by me, Lily Sloan. Thank you, Danny Scoville, Nola Sawyer, and Emily Shaw for feedback and editorial support. Thank you, Anna, for letting me interview you about such a touching experience, and to all the friends and strangers who gave me your emotional baggage. I hope I've handled it with care. Thank you, Nathan Reedy of Robbie Carr, for permission to use the song Green. Check them out on SoundCloud. I'll put a link on the website. Thank you, Andrea Salenzi, for permission to use that clip from YOY, and thank you to Esther Perel for your wisdom. Thank you, Ben and Ara, for opening up to me about your baggage and encouraging me to try my first pickleback. And thank you so, so much to the Emotional Baggage voice actors. They read the actual baggage that was dropped into my bag on those two nights. Ara Aguilar, Julene Beeson, Bryce Bashari, Jessica Brown, Chris Bunting, Vince Campio, James Green, Aaron Gottwalt, Christine Hutchison, Karen Kessler, Molly Merson, Geely Negler, Hannah Pasel, Jesse Rhodes, Nula Sawyer, Danny Scoville, Ben Sloan, Matt Stevens, Brian Thompson, Clarice Torrey, Alyssa DeVogel, and Ben Ward. Whew! To stay in the loop for the third season of this show, make sure you're subscribed or following wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for the newsletter at atherapistwalksintoabar.com. And follow the show on Facebook and Instagram, and me on Twitter at at Therapy. I make a lot of dumb jokes. An important reminder, you can help spread the word about the show by leaving a review in iTunes. You can also support the show by going to atherapistwalksintoabar.com slash donate. Any amount you can give helps make this show possible. And now, for some baggage that's not so hard to hold. I'm actually a dog. I'm drunk. Is this the real life? Simon's man bun makes me feel insecure. Ben's lack of appreciation for good hair makes me sad. I haven't thought about the state of the world for two and a half hours. I hate all the puns. I can't stop making. Hey,